Welcome to the Digital Ninjas Podcast. Today, Corinne and I share a table with Peggy Sai, an authority on leadership and mentorship. She shares her perspectives and some ingredients to stay engaged in a career in data. So pack a snack and join us as we travel the digital journey. Enjoy the episode. Ladies, the first chef I remember is James Beard. It's not like I knew of any cooks or cookbooks growing up, but this one must have been a big deal when it came into our house. As a kid, I have dim recollections of assembling dinners and packing lunches. I would not call anything I did growing up as cooking, per se. As I got on, assembling did advance uh, to cooking and cooking to creating thanks to the internet. And now I share that I have conquered the chocolate chip cookie, having shelves of cookbooks and expanded my food journey to cooking classes and sampling international ingredients in my own kitchen. Today, my most inspiring chef is Julia Child, most known for her television show, The French Chef, which debuted in 1962. It was the first TV show to be captioned for the deaf, bringing the once thought unattainable French cuisine to the American kitchen table. But what resonates with me the most about her is her service to our country, her innovation, Save the Sharks, her exploration and outreach to communities, the bringing together of diversification in people and ingredients, saying to us all, you too can do this. And now for the digital journey. We bring on down-to-earth data leaders and data practitioners in the day-to-day of data who are passionate about helping others. What fun would our journey be if you do not get to know the people you are on the journey with? Corinne, get us started and introduce today's guest. Thanks, Leah. Would love to. Today, we have a special guest. Peggy Sai is the CDO of Big ID. She is also an adjunct faculty member at Carnegie Mellon, an author, and a well-known worldwide speaker and advocate for women. Welcome, Peggy introduce yourself to our listeners. And while we're talking about ingredients, please feel free to share any favorite cuisine or something that you may have experienced in your international travels that you've brought to your own kitchen table. Thank you, Leah and Corinne, for having me today on your podcast. Really excited to be here and talk about data and also some of my favorite foods. I will start with actually one of my favorite foods is a laksa dish that I had. It's a coconut soup. I first tried it in Singapore. It's where you put lots of noodles and seafood in a savory bowl. I call a savory bowl of goodness and love all together. And what I love to do is talk about data. I've been a data practitioner my entire career, really focusing on how data enables the business and really thinking about data in the intersection of privacy and security and all the fun stuff that's related to regulations and compliance. Throughout the time that I've been in data, I've worked in financial services companies and I've been involved in mentoring and advocating for women in technology. I've also been you know, able to, to teach and to be able to build what I call data communities around the globe. And that's actually how I landed on Singapore and um, eating this delicious food of Glaxa. Wow, that sounds amazing and delicious as well. So, Peggy, why data? What peppered your palate and gave you the taste for data? 
interestingly enough, fell into a career of data almost by chance. It was one of the first jobs I started right after college where I knew that I wanted to exercise my strengths in project management, in communication. I love problem solving. And at the crux of all that was actually data, information. How do organizations make decisions? And it all came down to the data that we were creating within the organization, different data sets that we were bringing in. And being in financial services was one of the first companies I worked for. It was also an influx of data that we were dealing with. So it kind of happened where I really realized that I was in a role where I got to look at numbers. I got to do the analysis. I was really hands-on with Excel spreadsheets. And I realized, you know, this is where I could make a difference and uh, really also enjoyed working collaboratively across teams. So it also was a perfect joining of left brain and right brain in terms of my skill sets. And you know, I think that's why I fell in love with data. It was able to help me solve problems. I was able to support a lot of business decisions that were being made. And it was also a way to lean in towards technology and not having a formal degree or training in programming or computer science. I don't have a degree in those, but I still loved to be involved and understand what new technologies were and how technology and robotics and process automation can help change and improve things in the organization. So all those different, again, those skill sets uh, centered around data in itself. And that's why being in the profession of data is really been able to transcend across different industries and help us move forward as we move towards more automation and AI governance. Peggy, you're bringing up such great pairings of conversations when it comes to a holistic approach that you took for yourself on saying, what can I do? What are my capabilities and where can I apply them? One thing I love is that data skills and just being able to help with communications across different departments or different industries, that skills are transferable. Just because you are currently working, let's say for a financial firm, your skills may apply to a logistics firm, to a trucking company. Data is now not only democratizing data and giving people access to it, having people understand it, but also every industry uses data. So if you're like, oh, I wonder what that team does. Well, apply my skills there. I wonder what they do. So it's just allowing that engagement on going to the fun parts, as they say. I absolutely agree with you. I think that when it comes to back to the ingredients, there there's always some basic um, ingredients that are utilized in a lot of cooking. For example, mise en place. It's very similar to, to data and the frameworks of data as well. It's a French term for having all your ingredients measured, cut, peeled, sliced, grated before you start cooking. And that's where you have like the onions, the celery, the gar- like all the all your ingredients are put in place. A lot of French cooking utilizes, you know, like celery and onions and garlic. You know, they're just those basic staples. And that's where I see data. There are certain um, components of data, like data analytics, data management, data governance, uh, data visualization. Those are key parts that every type of data program, regardless of the industry, that um, a data professional needs to hone in and, and learn and have their expertise in, everything put in place. And then 
it can evolve, right? It can evolve into uh, different aspects. If, the, if you're in auto, automobile industry versus a retail industry, you know, you're still going to do the basic data governance, data management, data analytics, and but you may focus in a little bit more the compliance side or uh, the regulation side because you work in a regulated industry, such as pharmaceuticals, for example. I love that data has a broad enough skill set that anyone can learn through their courses that available on Coursera. Udemy is another good example. Learning on YouTube, actually, there's a lot of great videos and a lot of great free courses that are offered. And there's a lot of information out there where people can learn the general knowledge and then apply it specifically and lean in specifically depending on the industry or this particular role that they're in in the organization. I am amazed that you dialed in to the core of data, the four mother sauces. Oh, I love it. I love it. I was just thinking of my spice cabinet when you mentioned about the staples. Do you ever notice that most of your spices begin with a C, like chili powder, cumin, cilantro? It's like a whole shelf, but three quarters of it is uh, our C's. So these are my three C's for today. Coursework, which you covered, which is great. Curiosity and collaboration. So for coursework, you already covered it. Mix it in, mix up your career, reinvigorate it with additional learnings. Uh, There was a great uh, video series on Power BI. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. So y'all look at the show notes because there'll be links of Palooza over there. Second being curiosity. I believe this is the new protein, curiosity where cats thrive and so should you. Peggy, what do you think about curiosity when it comes to invigorating or thinking if data and a career in data is for you? Absolutely. I think every data professional needs to remain curious because I think it goes closely in hand with the love for learning. Um, You know, learning doesn't stop just once you graduate from school. There needs to be a continual growth of new skills and always asking questions. When I started my career almost 20 years ago, it was very difficult for me to explain my career in data to my parents because they didn't really understand what I was doing. But I think it's very simple now, actually. Data, the impact of data is prevalent and you turn on the news. I think everyone and um, even my parents today, they understand what a data breach means because they've all been impacted by it, unfortunately. They hear it in the news when um, uh, one of their favorite retailers has been hacked and their potential information, their credit card information, for example, could have been uh, leaked to a hacker. I think, unfortunately, that type of news is becoming so common that even um, my parents' generation, even older, they, they see the impact, they know what that means, and they're realizing what, what data is, what personal data means to them, what sensitive data means and how companies that they interact with, the banking systems that they trust their money with, need to be able to secure their money. And that's all data. So the impact to, to data is hits to the core of every individual. And there's no going about your day-to-day living and business. Even if you're not working in data, you know what it means to you. So that's why so passionate about this space because it's evolved and it's grown so much just in the last two decades with people really understanding and wanting to do the right thing. So that is actually what I'm most impressed about is that people want to do the right thing. They want to have private, secure, confidential information. And how can we as the data professional do the due diligence and work 
to the best of our abilities to honor that privilege and secure data. That's the protection of the data part, but there's also the exciting part about getting value out of data and getting more insights and building new products and making more exciting things happen with data. So that's why having that curiosity will ask more questions and really break the mold in terms of what more can be, be doing with the data um, that we have at, on hand. Excellent. And, and that just lends itself to collaboration. Again, your ability to do it, okay? All those individuals, your ability to collaborate is what is going to be your market differentiator, a shared table on the digital journey with others. It is more fun that way. It's a way to get what you do to matter because you are engaging others. Anything else to add on that? Um, let me just like to add that, you know, collaboration is a huge part of the success of data. It takes cross-functional teams really to be working together to build a successful a data project. Each individual, each data team needs to work with a technology team, needs to work with uh, the business units um, or legal risk compliance teams. So data is not a siloed effort. And it, whenever it is, that's actually when it fails. So to be able to collaborate and explain the, the meaning of, of the data analysis that you've done, that's really the biggest part of making actually other non-data people understand what you're doing is the actual true meaning of, of doing data work. And similar to a, cook, a cooking recipe, right? You want, at the end of uh, you created this delicious meal, you want to be able to share it. You want to be able to sit down family table and be able to eat with your colleagues and celebrate. So being in a data-driven environment is most exciting when you're able to sit down and share the success with all your colleagues and collaborators. Peggy, you are involved the women leaders in data and AI. You volunteer your time as well. How did you recognize in yourself that you wanted to be a mentor? That's a great question. I mean, I've always been involved in Girls Who Code, for example, is another great example. Those type of organizations were always either part of the organization I already worked with. And really it's about giving back and um, setting an example of what can be done in terms of people of different backgrounds. And I really wanted to be able to represent as a female, as an Asian American female, in addition to that. So really being able to thank the mentors that supported me early on in, in my career. So I think that's a really important part to be able to demonstrate that, you know, to, to the up and coming generation of data professionals that you can have a successful career in data and this is how I did it and this is what I learned and folks can learn from my experience but also be able to see that they have a role model of someone in, in a leadership position that can influence and make change and I really want to pave that path as well. Anyone can be a mentor. I want that to be pretty clear that I think anyone has the experience, advice, that they can share that with anyone that hasn't had that same experience. Peggy, is there anything else? Anyone can have a really fulfilling career in, in data. As I said earlier, the basic components, I think, are is a curiosity for learning and I think that most people have the, the basic skills to, to do data analysis. And there's such a wide encompassing career that's available for anyone that's interested in. And 
the future is bright when it comes to data, especially as we're moving towards artificial intelligence, you know, the, the chatbots that are out there. There's so much more that can be done in terms of balancing the ethics of artificial intelligence and data, the better the environmental and socially good use of data. There's a lot of components of this field that is going to grow and expand on top of learning new technology, right? So I really think that now is the most exciting time to be joining this field, regardless of it's a good fit for anyone, regardless of their background, to participate and to shape the message of data and usage across the world. It's a really exciting field to be in. So happy to have spent the time today on the Ninja podcast to really talk about data being very inclusive as well as opportunities to either be a mentee or a mentor in this field. It's, it's a very exciting time. As we wrap up today, I bring you a Julia Child quote from the internet. Always remember, if you're alone in the kitchen and you drop the lamb, you can always just pick it up. And in the digital journey, wherever your life takes you, you can pick up the path to your success as it is well within your reach. Peggy today shared ingredients to have on hand and some great tips to stay connected and inspired to the work that you do, the work that benefits others. And as Julia says, bon appetit, as we too wish you a good appetite for inspiration and learning and sharing along your journey with your women of data, along with your women of leadership, along with the women in your community. Before we let you go, Peggy, where can our listeners find you on the socials? Well, I'm on LinkedIn, and my name is Peggy-Sai-Data. So Sai is spelled T-S-A-I. And can you share with our listeners the date and name of your next speaking engagement? Sure. So on February 14th, I will be doing a virtual webinar with one of the managing directors. She's a a chief data officer of human resources at Silicon Valley Bank. And I'm excited to do a webinar with her really to talk about the use cases of data management in human resources. That will be a one-hour webinar, February 14th at 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll put a link in the show notes. All right, podcast listeners, let us know what you think. And to submit a question or a guest name for a future episode, get in touch at openingbellventures.com or email us directly here at digitalninjas at openingbellventures.com. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to this podcast, repost and like the episode. As always, we appreciate you every day of the week. See you on the next episode. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.